I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Don't you always want to hear it right from the horse's mouth? I certainly do. I want the best and the brightest minds in the industry to tell me about it. Yeah, tell me about it is my latest podcast since I come across so many interesting people in the industry. Some of my favorite students, they asked me if I can speak to some really intelligent and well-known people on hot and trending topics, you know, like content, influencers, health, branding, entrepreneurship and more. Who am I to quiz the best and brightest you ask? Hmm. Well, I am Siddharth Deshmukh, also known as the traveling professor. Maybe you've heard me before somewhere. Yeah, I teach across various institutes. Join me and new experts every week over two parts where we dissect these topics and try to make sense of them. Hopefully, learn something about it when they tell me about it. This podcast is an HT Smartcast original and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Thank you for being here. I'm going to be kind of trying to steer this conversation along. The whole thing is to probably provide a different kind of conversation to a very bored audience because uh, I, I think for all the discussions that I've seen on uh, uh, in these COVID times, and I'm just trying to figure out a way in which we can keep this discussion alive and uh, kicking. So um, one of the things that I wanted to do, I'd, I'd gotten a couple of intros for you, but I wanted to make an introduction in a slightly different way. Um, so I wanted to introduce Kunal, not as uh, the CEO man that we know him, but as a guy who was my classmate and somebody who we always knew was going to make it big in advertising because he was called Nautanku. So he was, uh, the, he was, he was the, a full-fledged mobile theater in class and we had no doubt about the fact that you know he was he was going to succeed big time because of a peculiar habit of uh, being a theater person uh, i'm going to say that in the most polite way kunal so welcome <laughs> thank you kunal thank you hi and uh, the second guy who's uh, swapnil and swapnil i just became friends with there are some people that you just have a, an instant chemistry with and swapnil was uh, one of those he has led a very interesting life and I wanted to actually talk about him. He knows, I think he's like, he knows everything about everything. He was giving me gyan just before this podcast started about some books I haven't read, some uh, television series that I, I need to watch and, and the rest of it. And he also in his spare time happens to be the chief marketing officer of a very big company. And uh, he has been the chief marketing officer of many big companies. And uh, I wonder how he keeps it together. And he's been somebody who... I have had a particular fondness for in you know talking about various things because he has been always interested in innovation. And between uh, three years at MICA, we have been part of a jury, just uh, you know, kind of roasting students on their 
projects, uh, which was which was a fun time, uh, wherein uh, I found his insights amazing. So I, I'm asking him to bring his insights to the table for today's discussion. Um, today's Thank discussion, you. and I'm just going to end my rant very quickly so that I can get you guys to speak. Um, is is going to be about I don't know what this a big mouthful of a topic is Alguna, Ramayana and Pajama or something but I guess we we can talk about it in in slightly different terms I, I guess Dalgona is probably a phenomenon seen out of digital uh, we we see Ramayana which is like a throwback uh, to to ancient times and I'm in a pajama so and so are you and so so is everybody else seeing this uh, because we live in strange times. Um, I just wanted to figure out if we can uh, have a, an understanding of um, marketing because that's the topic, right? Um, Dalgona, Ramayana, and Pajamas uh, are just uh, three indicators of this topic. But trying to figure out how in this uh, now I I go on and talk about COVID-19 situation, but uh, trying to figure out how marketers uh, need to you know, navigate themselves, whether um, you're on the agency side uh, as Punadas or whether you're on the client side as, as Swapnilis. So uh, my first question would be probably um, to both of you, and I just wanted to understand, um, so in the field of marketing, I'd like to start with the consumer. Do you think that the consumer has actually uh, changed permanently because of the situation that we are facing? Um, I, I'd like any one of you to go ahead and, and then the other guy to give his, uh, his two cents. Okay, somebody oh. speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, Swapnil, you want to take that or shall I? Uh, no, no, go ahead. No problem. Okay, sorry. You've got less um, hair than me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, look, I, I think I think you know the, the question is, um, in a sense, the answer is obvious. The answer is yes, right? Uh, consumers change all the time, uh, and you know, is that change permanent? The answer again is yes. Okay. How much of it, um, you know, how much of it will endure? I don't know, but parts of it will, right? Okay. Um, will we get more comfortable ordering stuff online? Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. Will we get more comfortable paying for stuff, you know, through digital payment apps? Yes, we will. Okay. Right? Will we be more afraid? Um, every time we meet somebody, hug them, get into, you know, close-knit environments where there are lots of people in the room. Yes, we will, right? Okay. It'll make us uncomfortable for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see, we'll have to see a few years of no more incidents, nothing more coming for us to feel absolutely comfortable going to a movie theater and sitting with 400 people again, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think that change is, is going to be lasting. <laughs> Um, I also think human beings are fairly fickle, right? Which is um, every now and then we we tend to forget uh, particularly ugly stuff and put it behind us and just move on with life. Right? Mm. Um, so I think if nothing more happens for a couple of years, uh, if we find a vaccine, if it's done and dusted, a little discomfort being in, in very, very crowded trains and stuff like that. Right? But I think beyond that, um, everybody will move on. Okay, that, that's okay. my two bits. Yeah, okay. So, so, uh, so kind of uh, agree with Kunal uh, predominantly. Um, simply because, uh, see, the reality is that we behave uh, basis whatever we see all around us, right? And and this whole COVID nineteen is clearly a, a 
a very big phenomenon. I, I don't know if it will be earth-shattering or world-stopping, and I really don't believe in such big terms. But the but the pace and the extent to which it has affected everyone in today uh, and now, I think, will have a significant impact on how we behave, and that will then translate into uh, actually buy or consume or interact uh, with people and with, uh, let's say, inanimate objects, yeah, which is where our job actually comes in. Um, for example, I'm saying I was actually going through a piece of uh, Nielsen Forward where even now people are saying that almost 60% plus of them uh, will not be going out or will be reducing, let's say, going out and eating at restaurants or going to movies. Now, obviously, there would be that impact of how much is that. But clearly, people, that impact of social distancing will be felt in every interaction which requires you to go ahead and break this social distancing barrier. This will translate into travel. This will translate into, uh, as I've discussed, entertainment. Uh, and this also, on the other hand, will mean that at least in the near future, people will have a lot more observatory attitude towards uh, whatever is happening. People will be a lot less risk-taking. So risk aversion will grow, which will basically also translate into people investing a little more time and energy in, let's say, uh, education, people actually not doing a lot of discretionary purchase and, and people actually increasing savings. Yeah, because I think in the back of the mind, everyone's asking this question saying, hey, when can I actually, without a big uh, thought of fear, leave my house and really get back to that version of where I used to be? You guys think it's going to be like that? Do you seriously think that, hey, it's going to be normal? Like, I, from what I heard from Kunal was like, all right, so if things don't really impact us, uh, two years, we get this. And that's good, that's linear. But do you really think we're going to reach that place at, at any point in time? Or do you think that it's what they're fondly calling the new normal and, and, and the rest of it? What do you guys feel? I'll give you my, my two bits, right? Um, my mother's TV is not working. Right. Okay. And she called me the other day saying, I'm sending the electrician home. He'll fix yeah. the TV. Yeah. I was like, but you know, it's COVID-19. Do you saw you want the electrician to come home? Yeah. She said, I don't care. My TV is not working. <laughs> you know, so, you know, at the end of the day, where the minute we are permitted to, we will okay. slink back to old behavior. Uh -huh. Interesting. But, but there may be some changes. There may be yeah. some changes which may be dramatic, right? Um... You know, for example, we may be literally, I, I don't know for how long we'll wear masks and get out of the house. <laughs> that yeah. may happen for a long time. And you might, yeah. you know, you, you've seen that in China, you've seen that in Japan. After SARS, um, you know, after H1N1, uh, it became almost a, a habit that that certain numbers, large volumes of people yeah. just adopt, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, hand sanitizers, right? Yeah. Obviously, they, they, they got, you know, sold out very quickly in our... Uh, chemist shops and all, but is that going to be a lasting trend? Um, you know, I, I don't know, but between washing your hands yeah. and having a sanitizer handy, depending on what you can afford, 
uh, I think we'll probably see a little more of that, which is a good thing. But, um, you know, will we stop having people over at home? You know, if the milk is opens up, will we be willing to go to the friend's house next time they call us home? Will we be willing to invite friends over? Yeah. Um, and and that I'm now I'm still pushing the boundaries. But the you know the, the real test of it is when you need something, you just do it. So if your fridge breaks down tomorrow, if your TV breaks down tomorrow, you find a way. You know, forget about COVID-19. You'll get somebody to come and re- repair it, right? Yeah. We all have to have milk in our homes, right? We are in mill homes. Yeah. Dude has to come. Yes. Right now, whether it's the Dudwala, whether it's Amul, whether it's you know Sarda Farms in Nasik, yeah. irrespective of what any, and the milk has to come home. Right? Yeah. Then we will try to disinfect it. Do other stuff. <laughs> you know, the, the, you, the, you know who, the, who are the biggest guys who are jacked right now, Punal? Are those people who have girlfriend boy boyfriend situations? They are stuck and they have it bad, man. I, yeah, but uh, so so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the minute the minute you are permitted, the minute yeah. society permits it. Yeah. I think everybody was released back into um, yeah. quasi normal behavior. And there will still be a lot of people who will be afraid and who will say, you know, I, but I don't want to mingle with people and I want to wear a mask. Yeah. But when, you know, when we live in India, when you get out and you realize there are 100 people around you mingling <laughs> and, you know, people are coming home, then you 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 cannot self-isolate in that situation. Yeah, you have right. no choice. See, as, as human beings, we always make decisions where we compare two variables. Yeah. Right. It's as simple as that. So, 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 like, like Kunal has mentioned, I'm saying another. I, I stay in Delhi, right? Yeah. And the air here is poor pretty much all through the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm basically counting those eight days that happened in 2019 when the air was safe, which yeah. is why I'm saying not all, but because it's not 100 percent. It's yeah. almost like our FMCG claims of kills 99.9 percent germs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which basically means people should be wearing masks for 357 odd days. Yeah. People wear masks for 10 days. Yeah. Two days before Diwali and eight days after that. After <laughs> which we self-justify. Yeah. Saying this has happened since the past and, and you've, you've seen all of that happening on Twitter where yeah. this has become a religion issue, it's become a culture issue, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so I think, uh, so completely agree. I think people make those calls and and if, for example, we don't see, and I hope and pray we don't see a, a second spike, a return to normal will be significantly faster. Mm-hmm. As of now, people are behaving in a way where uh, everything is extreme. So, mm. so I put on Facebook saying, are people ordering food from Zomato? And as luck would have it, the next day, and there were people who responded saying, yes, we've been ordering pretty often and I we had it, right? Yeah. And the next Stay. It so happened that the Delhi news of a pizza guy infecting 72 people. Yeah. I yeah. received 19 people sending me that personalized message. Yeah. It was almost like <laughs> my mom coming 19 times over and saying, Dekha, I tha. So, but, but that's an that's an extreme. Okay, so I hear yeah. both of you. I understand where you're coming from, but let me just kind of push back at this point in time, right? See, marketing, I would say, and let me put my professorial hat on. So, if marketing is all about aspirations, and we had a certain set of aspirations coming from a set of influencers and celebrities, and let's say that, uh, you know, those influencers and celebrities were talking about a certain set of values, right? Uh, Now, I believe that there might be a chance for us to say that consumer behavior is going to change to an extent that we actually are going to look towards a new set of values, maybe towards uh, reacting, maybe, maybe, 
at least temporarily, reacting and therefore look at a different sets of influencers and celebrities? What do you guys feel about it? See, honestly, uh, we buy everything yeah. based on three basic, uh, so to speak, drivers. Every yeah. insight that we actually spend time as marketers and, and make a lot of money yeah. uh, is, is basically an outcome of only three, uh, so to speak, uh, if I may use that term, basic instincts. Mm-hmm. The first one is fear, the other second one is lust and the third one is greed. Okay. Everything yeah, that's, that we, that's good then, you've sorted it. Right? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's, it's basically fear, lust and greed. Okay. Uh, and I think what is going to happen, at least in the temporary phase, is you will see fear actually being the predominant driver to, to whatever you're doing. And, and mm-hmm. to that extent, uh, marketing will also both genuinely and and uh, frivolously as happens most of the times will modify itself okay. i also feel that at this point in time because fear is what is driving a lot of our behavior and everything we do right so my mother in law who's who's also with us keeps on coming out with these whatsapp university forwards <laughs> about how you should not sit in in yeah. an ac room yeah. And how now there's this latest piece that says COVID is actually spreading through water also yeah. and so on and so forth. So, but I think what's, what's, what's really happening is human beings will look out for brands that uh, to some extent reinforce uh, trust. They are, we will, I'm saying we might not accept it, but we will look out for brands uh, that give us so to speak, a good news. It's it's almost like if you remember uh, Enemy at the Gates, yeah. uh, the movie, and, and in that, uh, how he said that the, the way Russians will win is when we keep on telling them what's happening and give them good news yeah. and positive news. So so brands, products, services that that reinforce and reiterate the, the sense of trust in okay. consumers will actually do much better. Obviously, okay. residual trust, therefore, uh, comes in and gives you a bonus but what we'll also therefore see is people actually trying desperately so so what i call emotional pornography porn coming in because people will try and get, get onto this bandwagon and i think the last point uh, would be that i really see in the world of marketing some push at least again and i'm saying nothing is nothing is permanent but but some push uh, back towards a lot more emotion in our advertising than uh, this absolutely basic, rational, spur of the moment, tactical ways of approaching consumers that has been the, so to speak, way of okay. the world for the last... Uh, I, I'd love to ask Kunal for his reaction towards that because I'm sure a lot of the work that you're doing for brand right now is tactical, right? I'm, I'm sure of that. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, the, the bulk of work that we do and in any case... You know, most clients who come to Ogilvy come for the heavy emotional stuff, right? Yeah. Because they know that's what we do best. Correct. Right now, we're doing even within even within the constraints that we have, we're trying to pull on emotional strings more than okay. anything else, right? Okay. But you know, I think Sophia is absolutely right. Human beings like to be reassured, mm-hmm. uh, and when we are reassured, we will slip back into you know all or everything that gives us comfort. One of the things that I noticed, Kunal, was uh, uh, the moment they uh, opened up the Wuhan um, lockdown, 
Yeah. The first thing that got sold out was the Hermes collection. So that's <laughs> that's right. yeah, so that yeah, that was yeah. that was quite an indicator of, of the, these times. But what I wanted to actually lead on to, and maybe you can talk about it, is that if you are looking at say influencer marketing, I'm right. just trying to get a handle of which kind of content will work coming from a brand. And obviously, as Swapnil says, there are some people who are going to try and hijack this trend. So let's right. uh, say that those and that's not going to work. But yeah. Here I look at certain influencers who have become famous, let's say on YouTube or Instagram. Take anyone, and mm. they kind of represent a certain set of values, mm. okay, which were part of very you know of of peace time. I would say mm. peace time. Mm. And now suddenly it's war. Suddenly it's fear. Suddenly it's survival. So do you see that uh, shift changing? Do clients realize it? In your view, what do you feel about this? Okay, so let's talk about influencers, content, and brands and I'll just freewheel for a bit, right? Yeah. And sure. whatever okay. comes out of my mouth comes. Hmm? This is the this is the place, man. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> my sense is, uh, as a brand, you have to have a degree of clarity on what you want to stand for, right? Yeah. And that needs to have roots in in where you started. It needs to build on where you are today. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in that sense, it needs to have a degree, at least a, a small degree. Mm-hmm. Um, of of longevity, right? So it needs to last you for a few years at least. Right? Okay. Now, now, when you have you know events like COVID nineteen and stuff, obviously you need to shift a little bit, but yeah. you still need to stay true to who you are, right? Obviously, I'm in the business, so I see a lot of a lot of influencer marketing. I see a lot of content being developed that is, um, you know, content that is in the moment that you know typical moment marketing stuff. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of content that that looks at trends and say hey you know can we be part of this trend as well yeah yeah um, and and i think a lot of it is a humongous waste of time and money right <laughs> uh, i i think it's bullshit a lot of it is right? yeah okay i i uh, conquer by the way yeah hmm. um you know i i think as a brand you have to have a sense of who you are yeah. what you want to stand for and what you want to say mm-hmm. and then you have to build a series of messages around that right okay everything else is distraction Mm-hmm. Right, like Swapnil said, at times like these, consumers will look for reassurance mm-hmm. from brands on certain measures of health, hygiene, right? Wherever brands have a degree of interactivity with you, right? Um, like, like tomorrow, if if you know, for Tata Sky, for example, if we're going to send people into your home to install a Tata Sky box for you, and that's the expectation, we'll have to give you a high degree of reassurance that listen. In addition to everything that we want you to, you know, love the brand for, yeah. Yeah. There is a basic hygiene um, that we will take care of. So when we send someone to your home, we will not bring a disease into your home and, and then get out. Right. right. So, so that degree of reassurance is required. Okay. And to that extent, events like COVID need to be considered and you need to manage your marketing message to take big events like these into consideration. Okay. But okay. everyday stuff, right? So the stuff that's happening every single day, uh, if you're trying to hijack moments and trends and say, "Hey, I want to be cool because let you know, let everyone see that I'm watching the trends and you know, as a brand, I'm adapting and I'm creating content for you today that's linked to what's in the newspaper today," I, I think it's real rubbish. Right. Now you can strategically say that for for a length of time, that's who I'm going to be about. Right. Mm. So if you look at the Amul work, yeah, which is moment marketing far before anybody thought it was cool. Yeah. But to me, that is a it is a concerted long-term strategy, right? That I'm the butter of India. I stand for everything that is you know Indian, 
and I will be the voice of everything that's happening in India at any point in time, right? And I will display that in my community. Then it makes sense to me, right? Mm -hmm. But if you're a shampoo brand and if in your advertising you're talking about, hey, this is what I stand for, this is what I do for your hair, um, you know, this is who I am as a personality and suddenly tomorrow you start hijacking trends and doing other stuff that has no link to that, yeah. to me it just doesn't make sense. Sorry to interrupt you, but do you think, and Swapnil, I'm going to come to you also with a different part. Do you think that a lot of brands are doing that because they're just afraid that they're going to be completely lost in the sea of information that's coming in because of uh, the COVID thing? No. I, so when you say doing that, well, let, me, let, let me answer the earlier question first, right? Yeah. Why do brands do moment marketing and try to hijack trends? Yeah. It's only happened with the advent of social media. Correct. Since brands built their own pages, right, and decided that I have to populate content on my page every single day. Yeah. Right? Or every week. Hmm? Yeah. The minute you take that decision, you're screwed. Hmm. Because you run out of ideas within four weeks yeah. and then you start looking around you saying, what else can I do? You know, we handle social media for many, many clients. Right. And we do tons of rubbish work. Yeah. And most of it comes from saying, populate my page. I need, I need five posts a week. I need seven posts a week. You know, I, I need to be saying stuff that, you know, when anybody looks at my page, hey, you know, they look at me and say, hey, I'm so cool and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with the times and I'm catching the trends and all of that kind of shit, right? Uh, the truth is nobody's coming to your pages anymore. If you're not promoting the work, nobody's seeing it. Mm -hmm. And if you are spending money promoting it, you might as well promote it with a message that is actually meaningful and builds the brand. Yeah. Um, so, so that's that's the earlier question. I forgot yeah, what else you asked. I think, <laughs> no, I think okay. for me, yeah. I think for me there are just there are just three points here. And stop there, stop there. Yeah. Before you before yeah. you get into those points, here's a here's a question for you as a marketer because Kunal has talked mm. about it from a communication, yeah. a marketing communication perspective, and then, uh, you know, uh, and that's great, fantastic. Um, my question to you is now here's Zomato, right? Or here's Swiggy, yeah. and they've changed their business model here. They've suddenly become a marketplace, okay? And they've suddenly yeah. started delivering stuff. So, yeah. how do you actually look at a brand actually changing what it is? Because what Kudal was saying was, hey, a brand should be known for what it stands for. Everything else is rubbish. Understood. Completely understood till the bloody business model is the same, right? Yeah. What do you, what do you think about this? See, I think to an extent, we will have to always look at the new age economy companies with a little bit of a different lens simply okay. because I think they're themselves exploring who they want to be. Okay. Very few startups and I'm saying I'll, I'll still call them startups for the want of a better term. Uh, very few startups are absolutely clear like like what what uh, uh, what was just mentioned. I'm saying uh, we keep on talking about as much as you know who you are as mm -hmm. a brand you need to know who you are not. Mm -hmm. Right, and that's a that's a critical part of uh, uh, what I kind of uh, impress upon during the lectures, also during the course, because because that uh, that sets the context right for everything that you want to do. Because mm -hmm. because I think the discussion on moment marketing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, focuses more on the medium than the context and the brand reality, which is why I think a lot of it gets lost now. I can also understand as a marketer, one of the reasons why we want to do this is simply because um, there is a direct correlation between top of mind recall and market shares. Right. Right. So if I drive recall in a category which works on impulse, uh, I, I, I get I get uh, I get market share and that's what we live for. Uh, but but I think that's that's the reality there. Now, when you shift this focus to, let's say, the new age economy, I think uh, 
there are two things which are very very different about them from everyone else the mm-hmm. first one is uh the, the fact that i think they're still trying to understand who they want to be yeah right so so zomato for example in everything they've been doing they've expanded from being just a delivery yeah. service right sure. as they i think they call it the o2 business yeah which is online ordering business right so so they've they've got into loyalty and they've got into uh, uh zomato gold and they had zomato infinity and etc etc and they've gone into backward uh, integrating into kitchens and yeah. so so they're really looking at that while swiggy on the other hand uh, very fundamentally focused on food deliveries as a business so because they're exploring i think no idea is ever taboo uh uh-huh. what they're doing by this yeah uh, is actually cracking open an opportunity to ensure that uh their people are actually delivering and there is some revenue coming okay right so so can therefore so fundamentally what you're doing is zomato is now becoming uh uh they they're actually copying what dunzo was supposed to do exactly that's right? what i'm saying yeah right so 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 that uh that so to speak mutation for the want of a better term and it's not the negative mutation x men were good mutants so it can have a <laughs> positive connotation but sure. but that mutation will keep on happening yeah. uh in the course of how these companies mature mm-hmm. yeah in the sense that uh is is ola a cab business mm-hmm. or is ola in the business of providing mobility to people mm-hmm. in which case the business case for or the reason for ola to be in your lives extends across every medium that you use to go from one place to another yeah and every use case that comes as a part of this reality okay so therefore you can always question saying hey they started doing xyz why are they doing it yeah. but but i think they're they're still crystallizing and and getting to what they want to be and therefore i really don't know if zomato and becoming a marketplace is going to be what they'll want to do for a longish period of time because i'm sure there's a lot of money to be made uh in ordering in especially now when people will order in a lot more than uh going out and eating i got it yeah. i got it okay why, so basically why, what i'm understanding is that it's like kind of they're still figuring out who the hell they are even right now yes. and, and that's kind of playing out Wow, that was a good one, right? More of where that came from soon. Want to reach out to me? I'm Siddharth Deshmukh and I'm the traveling professor on Instagram. You'll find the funny side of me there. And on LinkedIn, I'm a little bit more serious, but I'm still the traveling professor. To give us feedback, you can reach out to us on HT Smartcast. We are present on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter and YouTube, the usual suspects. To listen to more podcasts, log on to htsmartcast.com or suno naye nazariye se. And join me in the journey. Onward ho! This was an HT Smartcast original. HT Smartcast. Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series Raising April. It's the most intimate sports related conversations you will hear. 
Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.